Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to the Phil Fabulous Show. Hello everybody, welcome to The Full Fabulous Show. My name is Hina Solanke and today I want to share with you my COVID-19 experience. Now, COVID-19 has been a global pandemic. It's affected us all in some way or another and it's created a lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty is all around us and it never has been more so than today. The current pandemic has heightened it heightened uncertainty over the economy, employment, finances, relationships, and of course, most importantly, our physical and mental health. I feel later on in 2021, we are going to have the largest cases of help being needed to help people come out of mental illness because it has affected people in a way that things haven't affected people in any other way. As human beings, we crave security, want to feel safe and a sense of control over our lives and, and a feeling of feeling good, well-being. Fear and uncertainty can leave you feel stressed, anxious and powerless over the di- direction of your life. And it can drain you emotionally and trap you. So we need to feel lifted. We need to feel positive. However, it is still there and we do still need to live with it. So many of you know I run a clinic and my clinic has been open and closed during 2020 and I managed to stay away from COVID even though I had extremely close contact with all my patients. Obviously wearing the correct PPE must have saved me. We closed for Christmas 21st of December and obviously what happened was all the restaurants were closed suddenly so I'd actually booked me myself and my boys out this year for Christmas because we couldn't have family around I thought okay you know what I'm not going to do the whole cooking thing I'm actually going to book us out for Christmas day so we can enjoy ourselves and I could have a bit feel a bit more relaxed and be out somewhere and just in a different environment to make a bit of change But of course, everything was closed down, so that had to be abandoned. And I had to very quickly think about what I wanted to do about Christmas. Now, I'm one of those type of people that actually prepare so in advance for Christmas, especially if I'm hosting Christmas, and I'm talking October. So I would have pre-ordered everything, food, I would have started organizing the table, dressing, etc., and and just really having things prepared um, to invite the rest of my family over. But of course, that wasn't the case this year. 22nd of December, I had to very quickly decide how on earth I was going to put Christmas together for myself and my sons. So what I did is I quickly went to all the supermarkets to see what was around, what food was around. And then I thought, right, 23rd, I'll go back and buy the bits that I need. Obviously, I couldn't buy it that early because um, I would have... uh, things would have gone off. So on the 23rd, I went around to the supermarkets and two particular supermarkets were extremely packed. There was no social distancing. There was no queuing. There was nothing going on. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, when you have that feeling in deep inside you that you just know something's not quite right, this isn't right. 
So I was as quick as I could be and got out of there. And I just felt I just that I should not have been in there. I felt it almost immediately. Now, obviously, why was it so packed? I suppose, well, everyone had the same last minute rush as I did because a lot of people had planned Christmas away or, you know, going to family, etc. And it or, or being booked out, going to restaurants and it had all shut down. So we were left with very minimal time to get Christmas together. And obviously the supermarkets were just over flooded with people trying to get Christmas in. Now that was fine. I got back, started preparing things. And by the way, sorry, I forgot to mention, I'm gluten and dairy intolerant. That's why I go to so many supermarkets because I have to, everybody offers different things. And if you do suffer from any allergies, food allergies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So anyway, started preparing, that was fine. Really looking forward to Christmas day, Christmas morning, started the cooking. I was feeling a little bit exhausted, but by lunch, by about 12 o'clock, it suddenly hit me. I was feeling so weak and drained. I just thought, okay, maybe I've just overdone this with that, those rush trips to all the supermarkets and loading the car up. By the time we were eating our Christmas meal, all three of us, myself and my sons, we couldn't really finish our meals. We all were feeling very, very low, very fatigued, and just generally unwell. Now, that was that. I slept, I had to lie down Christmas afternoon, and I just had to, I just thought, okay, I'm just really run down. It was an extremely busy period in the clinic from shutting down, lockdown, reopening, the mad rush of dealing with everyone from our waiting list and then closing. I thought, okay, you're just exhausted. That's what it is. And and maybe a bit of flu coming on. And I really actually thought this till about day, two days. You know, I just thought, okay, I'm just, I've got the flu here because I had a bit of a runny nose. I didn't have the typical symptoms that they describe, the, the loss of taste, the loss of smell and fever. I didn't feel all that. I just felt a bit groggy. I've had a bit of a runny nose. I did have a bit of a headache, but I definitely thought it was flu. I thought, okay, this is that end of year flu. Now, day on the 27th, I was speaking with a friend and she just said, you know, Hina, you really need to just go and have a test done because she had a friend who had exactly the similar symptoms and she said they were very much like flu symptoms. They weren't like the typical COVID symptoms that they describe. So I did exactly that. My younger son and myself went for a test and we tested positive. I was a bit in shock, but extremely weak by then. Um, So I just about made it to that COVID um, testing centre, actually. Um, The other other choice, we were given a choice to drive to one or we were given a choice to walk into a clinic. Now, I thought, well, if I do have COVID, it's not right that I walk into a clinic and other people there may be being tested and don't have it. But obviously, if I'm there and I have got it, I'm going to be... I'm going to spread it. So I thought that wasn't a very good idea. And vice versa, if I didn't have it, I don't want to be going into a centre where people do have it and then I get it anyway. So I went into the drive-through, just about made it there and, and got back. It was all quite quick, very, very organised, I must say. However, I was feeling extremely, extremely weak. Now, um, the hardest things for me was definitely the muscle ache in my legs. At night time, I felt like my legs were going to drop off. The pain, there was like a pain going through my whole body. Then the fever started. Now that fever, 
for two days, I was literally shivering. I had layers and layers of clothing on to keep myself warm. I was so cold. And I think from that shivering, my body was aching even more. And, and I remember feeling thirsty, really thirsty. I just need to drink lots. It was really difficult. My appetite had gone. However, I knew I needed to eat because if you're not well, you need to regain your strength and try and, and try and get stronger through food. And I'd all, I was already losing weight very quickly. It was, it was apparent. I could see it in my face. So that was me trying to get over. That was about now day five, feeling extremely weak. I was, I was bedridden all the time. I just got up to sometimes make something. I, you know, make a bit of toast or have some soup out of a tin. I wasn't able to cook. So we were ordering takeaways and that was the way we were living. It was hard. Yes, I wish I had somebody that was there to look after me, but it doesn't make sense because it's one of those things that you can't have anybody to look after you because they're going to get COVID. So it is what it is. I got through it, started feeling stronger, I would say, by about day seven. Day seven, I was able to sit up rather than lie down all the time. So now I'm sitting up and watching TV, able to just shuffle from here to there. It was all extremely slow. I remember one of the scariest nights. Um, it was, it was, this was about maybe day five, day six. I was having breathing difficulties and I'm asthmatic. Now, if you're thinking, why didn't you go to the hospital? I was determined not to go to hospital. And this is going to sound really awful, but there's so many people that go into hospital that didn't make it out of there. So I just didn't want to go into hospital. That was my thing. I thought there's absolutely no way I'm going to hospital. If something happened to me, I'd rather it happen in the house than in hospital. But that night, I remember feeling my chest was so tight. I was sitting up. I was, I'm pretty good at calming myself down. Obviously, if you've heard some of my other podcasts, you'll know that I'm into meditation and grounding. So I knew immediately I needed to ground myself and go into a slightly meditative state to help with my breathing. Because if anybody has ever had any difficulty breathing, what happens is you go into a bit of a panic state. And the worst thing you can do is go into a panic state because that's going to shift your breathing higher to your, in your chest, um, away from your diaphragm. And that's the last thing you want. You don't want to be having short, shallow breaths. You want to be having deep breaths. So I was keeping myself as calm as possible and I got through it and I, and I was actually just massaging my chest a little bit. It was so tight. It was awful. And I remember thinking, am I actually going to wake up from this? Uh, but yes, I did wake up in the morning and I was like, thank you, God. Thank you for allowing me to wake up. It sounds really pathetic. And if, if I hadn't had COVID, I would not have quite understood that feeling and that gratitude. It's just having COVID in the way I did, it, it's just something I never want to have to experience again. And I don't wish it upon anybody. Now day eight and, and I'm starting to feel stronger. I'm sitting up in the chair more and my taste buds are getting a little bit back to normal. So that was great. I'd still had no complete sense of taste and smell, but I was feeling stronger and hungry, which was great. And if you've ever been ill, that feeling of when you feel hungry and you're enjoying your food, it's actually a really amazing feeling. It's really uplifting. You feel a bit, 
you feel a bit high on it, to be honest, but um, it was amazing feeling. I've started to feel stronger. My taste buds had have only just got back. Um, now it's 22nd of February today, and I said it probably hit me about the 23rd of December. So it's taken two months, and my smell and my taste is now almost completely back. I'd say it's still not 100%. I'd say I'm about 85% there, but my taste buds and hopefully my smell will come back, but it's a pretty scary feeling. And you think, oh my gosh, am I actually going to be able to smell again? Because it just goes on forever. But yes, it does in most cases. Now I've been speaking with a few friends. I've actually had friends who never even got COVID. And I've been told that a few of them actually recorded videos for their loved ones just in case they got it and it, they didn't make it or something. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I never even thought of doing something like that. I must say, I did check all my paperwork and make sure my life insurances, my will, everything was in place and the sons knew where it was. I'm, these things go through your head and you can't help but feel that and think that. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been just a crazy year, a, a hot, terrible feeling. And I just, I just think that together, we all need to help each other. It's a time in the world right now that people need to be kind. And it's difficult because people have been stuck in, locked in, and their mental health is suffering. So therefore you will find, I've certainly seen it, some people are extremely agitated and angry and actually not so kind. But the saying is hurt people hurt people. And I think in this case, people are feeling hurt and down, let down, and they are projecting that outwards. So I think for us that are slightly feeling more positive, it's for us to help the others that aren't feeling as so positive and so uplifted or unkind. So I would say at this time, try and just forgive people's unkindness. I've certainly said it to my team, and I said it even before when we opened in the clinic, that people aren't People aren't the same right now. They're feeling very uncertain about things, which is creating fear and unkindness. So it's a matter of people who understand that and can see that to not judge it and actually just show some kindness because kindness can be contagious, like smiles are contagious. It's so difficult. We can't show love and affection because we can't touch or be near people. So it makes it very, very difficult. But what you can do is you can overexpress the other areas in smiling, in your eyes and just words and gestures. Just show people some love and kindness because I do feel people, we all need that. I need that. Even, even I felt a little bit down a couple of days and you feel so lonely you feel like you just want to be with your friends, you want to hug your friends, you want to go out and you want to enjoy some dinners. I can't wait till the day we can all be back to normal. I think it'll be a very long time for the world to be normal because of the way it's hit the world, the economy, like I said, the workplace. It's just affected everything in such a great way. I think it will be, will we ever be the same? I'm not sure. But one thing I know is as long as we show each other kindness, we show each other love, check up on your friends, check up on your family, just that little text, hi, just a quick check-in, because I understand you might not want to have a full-blown conversation. And I've done this with a few people myself, and I think, oh, 
gosh, I don't really don't want to have a conversation with them. So I'll just send them a text without actually asking a question, just to say hi, just checking in. I hope you're all well, sending my love, keep safe and well. And that's it. You know, it can make such a difference to somebody. So I hope, I hope, you know, this has helped you in some way or another. I am often live on my Facebook. And if you do, if there is anybody out there who is struggling right now in any way with mind and positivity, if I can help you in any way, please, please contact me. My Facebook page is Hina Solanke. Obviously, you've got my podcast and my email is here. If you need any help, you're struggling, If I know people in your area, I'll make sure that I can try and connect you with people that you can speak with and talk to. So now it's just a matter of us going forward into 2021 and you've got to ask yourself, how are you going to move forward? I would say have a plan here. Try and think about the positives. Has 2020 been a lost year or has it made you? Have you been struggling so hard that you had to excel, you had to pivot, you had to come out of it and it's made you work harder and made you stronger. Only you can decide how your 2021 will be. Hopefully it won't be too long. We're all having our vaccinations now and it's proving to slow the numbers down. And hopefully we'll all be able to see each other and be with our friends and family again too. God bless you all and stay safe.